Magic.me is the world's greatest school for magic, meditation, and mysticism. You can learn everything there from chaos magic to hermeticism to meditation to how to supercharge your finances and take absolute control of your destiny. In short, you get all of the tools you need to turn chaos into beautiful, scintillating order and master your life. It's incredible. You've probably heard me talk about it on the show quite a lot, but check it out. It's growing fast. And I just want to say, if you're confused about where to start, because I have so many courses there, the Adept Initiative is the place to go. The Adept Initiative is the flagship course on magic.me, and it contains everything you need to know to master the most profound ancient techniques of changing your consciousness and the most modern and cutting edge tools and systems for absolutely turning your life into a masterpiece. You are really going to dig it. Go check it out, and I will see you in class. It's magic.me, M-A-G-I-C-K dot M-E. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. Okay. Hi, Jason. Um, greetings from Germany. Ah. Uh, Hello. <laughs> yeah. So. How is it there? Um, um, it's it's going fine, I think. <laughs> in uh, in regards to COVID, you mean or? Uh, yeah, and lockdown. I was seeing video on I think Sky News of people being protesters being sprayed with water cannons. Uh, well, yeah. So this is I'm a one hour Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen that, but um, yeah, there there have been uh, actually a lot of protests going on, like since since the beginning of of COVID and the lockdowns, and 
yeah, there's quite quite a resistance movement against it that uh, yeah gets kind of um, propagandized against in the in the in the mass media and so on. But it's like online and in a, and in the alternative media, yeah, there's a lot of pushback and resistance against lockdowns. Wait, is it like the middle of the night then? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, 11 p.m. Guten Nacht. I hope that's the right German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Okay. Um, well, how's people's moods there? Um, I guess most people are kind of going along with it. Although, you know, there is, there is definitely some frustration as in regards to the kind of the rollout of the vaccines and um yeah also the lockdowns that have been prolonged now for like i guess the second time since uh, november and um yeah it's it's so so people have been kind of going along with it although uh, there are these uh, kind of resistance movements and protests but um it's starting to feel like people are kind of getting annoyed at how it's handled but yeah, yeah, so business are locked down still. Um, I know they're like pl trying uh, or planning to open um, like haircut salons uh, next month. But uh, like the businesses, like retail business and stuff is still kind of staying closed. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so my question is about some after effects that I have from meditation. And um, so I've been doing the ADAPT initiative and uh, doing the meditation as you have prescribed there, you know, the Raja Yoga, uh, Dragon Asana, the Pranayama, all that stuff. And so in the beginning, it was uh, quite fine. Everything was all right. Mm -hmm. But I guess I started to notice after a couple of months, maybe like four to five months of uh, doing the meditation pretty uh, regularly, like pretty much every morning for the 30 minutes. Okay. Um, I've started to feel kind of tired, uh, dizzy, and like foggy and lightheaded after meditation. After what and, meditation specifically? What were you doing? Uh, Raja Yoga. Uh, which, so, what, pranayama or what? Um. Basically, as you uh, laid it out in the ADAPT initiative, so Dragon Asana, okay. um, the Pranayama with, I can only do a count of five in, 10 out, uh, or I can go up to like seven, 14 maybe, but like in that range. And uh, Dharana on the uh, third eye point between the eyebrows. Okay. So doing all of that in, in one session. And... Um, yeah, so I've started to get these effects and where, yeah, it was some days worse than others. And yeah, sometimes it would be, yeah, just pretty, I don't know, annoying because I would then, you know, sit down to do my work, my studies, whatever. And it would be kind of hard to focus and concentrate because, yeah, I kind of felt out of it, just, you know, foggy and couldn't really concentrate and focus or was at least harder. Okay, so, so, so I just want to be very clear and I, hopefully you took good records, but let me be very clear, which sure. is, so dragon asana, uh, 510 pranayama, 
for 30 yes. minutes a day and you were doing yes. were you doing you were were you doing alternate nostril um no just uh, no okay. hand movement just five in ten out and you were doing dharana on on what what was your symbol um no symbol just on uh, between the eyebrows okay great and you were feeling lightheaded um yes yeah just like kind of um like woozy i guess or dazed you know a little bit like yeah just kind of out of it can can you maybe be more specific or use more specific language okay the more specific the better yeah like where I'm were you trying. feeling it were you feeling it in your head were you feeling it in your body how was your okay. cognition were you able to think clearly and and so forth okay um so i was able to think clearly but um yeah i was kind of feeling this tiredness in my i guess it was more like in my upper body like uh, from head to chest area somehow it was kind of um um yeah like kind of, maybe it felt a little bit like it was pulling me down or something okay and um yeah so you know norm like so i saw also then kind of stopped the meditation and uh uh to to kind of have a reference point and um so i, I would i would notice that um in comparison to after to doing the meditation like i don't know i would like sit down at my desk and i would just feel kind of tired and uh, my, wanting to close my eyes and like sleep or go back to meditation and um yeah just to kind of rest more i guess and to so it, it was hard to push my energy outward and and do something concentrate or it, was, it would take more conscious effort to do that and how long did that last for in general after the session um i guess it would last for so the strongest effects were like maybe like half an hour after the session and then i would usually still feel it kind of like two hours afterwards so it would kind of fade out until two or three hours afterwards and yeah it, it would have kind of faded out completely and did it 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 uh this disturbed you it just didn't feel like you were relaxed it, it felt like something was wrong yeah it's it it felt like i mean it 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 wasn't really what i expected or i guess wanted out of meditation so i, I guess i expected more what did you um, expect yeah more i guess more of a sense of calm and ease that i could carry my, myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so i want to differentiate very clearly um between two things this is not a loaded question it's just for clarity um it's between okay on one hand there's you got an effect that was not what you expected that is a hundred percent to be expected right meditation is not what people think it is right and um there's many parts of it that are a slog and uh it's almost and you're you're it's not hollywood just like everything else you know it's it's right a new experience um 
but I want to differentiate that. So there's, so there's, you got an ex either. So there's on one hand, there's, you got a result, which was not what you expected. Okay. That's not a problem. On the other hand, there's something you feel that there was something physically going wrong or that was uh of of medical of, of medical interest or, or that was actually just you know causing you a problem other than it sounds like you just felt tired afterwards and a little lightheaded um, yeah yeah i guess that that would be that would be right but yeah i, I wouldn't necessarily say that i felt like something was going like physically wrong with my body it was more like yeah. i i kind of uh i i thought i should i should feel better after meditation well okay <laughs> so um i think you're doing fine um my first point would be um i think that in general it's better to focus on one thing at a time so i would just say focus on asana until you've mastered it then focus on pranayama until you've mastered it then add dharana you don't need to do all three at once you can do one in fact it's better to do one at a time until you really have a handle on it um the other thing i want to say is um try taking a nap afterwards like often with me when i after meditating like i will definitely feel um you know, meditation is work. You have to understand, right? Right. It's a type of work, uh, very intensive mental work, um, and and physical work. And so, um, and particularly if you're doing pranayama, you're probably getting more oxygen than you're used to. Which, uh, I mean, you're not doing very heavy pranayama at all. But um, yeah. meditation, particularly the type of meditation that I teach, Raja Yoga, um, is quite athletic in the sense that it is not. It does not come naturally. Your body needs to be trained to do it. Um, the type of meditation that is generally taught, and I think I talk about this in Adaptive Initiative, but let me just um, reiterate briefly. The type of quote-unquote meditation that is taught in the open marketplace is um, watered down to the point of not even being meditation in a sense. And people are kind of given the impression like, oh, you know, you can just think happy thoughts for five minutes a day or do a guided meditation. And then every your life will be amazing. And you'll be calm, and you'll be spiritual and nothing will bother you. Yeah. Um, and it's a sales pitch. Okay. And um, it's our own fault. in you know, over many hundred, you know, hundred, over the last hundred years of bringing this stuff to the West, in that it's had to be marketed. Uh, meditation has had to be marketed to a capitalist culture, right? But the truth is that even in the East, right, the East, quote unquote, which doesn't really mean anything, let's say even in India and 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 the, the Buddhist countries and things like that, like people meditate, but even people who seriously meditate are still extremely rare because it's hard. Um, and um, for, for the most part, even in India, the people that you find that meditate, if they're householders, will do a very basic practice, um, just a little bit each day. And then that's fine for them. And that's more than most people do. But you don't find people willing to go and do serious work. The type of meditation that I teach, um, and um, other many other types of meditation that I reference that are available uh, out there for those who look are intense that's why i call it hardcore meditation on magic.me just to be cheeky about it but it's a correct description right. um 
a sauna is physically intensive. It's painful, right? Your body needs to be adapted to it over long periods of time. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like, um, forcing your body. Um, it's almost like it, basically it's forcing your body to mutate in a sense. It's forcing to, it's a, you're changing the physicality of your body, not just your mind. You're changing the physicality of your body against all of its natural inclinations by will alone. Think about that. I mean, it's like, by will alone, it is a t the meditation, particularly this is, this is a test of will. Um, and that includes, um, um, asana, it goes times 10 for pranayama because by the time you get to pranayama, you, you have to physically restructure the tissue of your lungs over a long period of time, uh, through athletic rigor, but you have to do it slowly so that you don't hurt yourself. Um, it is very much, I think a more precise way to put it would be that yoga, real yoga is very much a process of body modification, right? In the same sense that, um, you know, urban primitives or body piercing or tattooing or plastic surgery, or, um, you know, all of these things, fakers, you know, like the Fakir Musafar, people like this. Um, it is very much a process of body modification, right? And, and that's, that's intense. And it's, it's above and beyond where, where most people are willing to go. The type, the, the level that I teach it to in Adam's initiative is still very light, but I also point you to where you can ratchet it up. Uh, but it takes a while. I mean, it takes years. Well, when I say years, two years, right? Let me say this comfortably. If you do the amount, the type of, if you do a half hour a day, like you're doing, and you're able to get it up to an hour a day, you can expect uh, 18 months to a year, or excuse me, 18 months to two years to really get a handle on that stack of technology, right? I think that's a fair assessment of work that's working daily, right? And, and increasing the time over those two years. Mm -hmm. um, it's still a, a, a practice that is available to householders because you can still do that and maintain a maintain a day job. Um, but um, it's tough. And uh, meditation is a um, um, in many ways, a self confrontation, and to even a sauna, you will you will go through um, rings of fire. You know, it's like you will go through excruciating physical pain, excruciating, then it will be fine. Then it will be a totally new level, a new, a new level of, of bodily sensation that you've never experienced before on the other side of that. But you have to, um, you have to go through the fire. And it's the same with pranayama. It's hard work. It makes you really loopy. It can, um, particularly when you're adding pranayama though, I just simply recommend, um, I think the best thing to do is just take a nap afterwards or even for 10 minutes. 20 minutes. Mm. I think that, are you doing it in the morning, by the way, when are you doing it? Uh, yeah, in the morning, just like you, uh, recommended it, uh, doing the, the purification in the morning and then, yeah, just, uh, before eating or doing anything else after the shower. Okay. Are you, are you having caffeine at all? Um, after the meditation, not before. Try, try it before the meditation. All right. It's not a, it's not a, um, it's not like a, a must, but, um, I find that it helps. Uh, I, it's not even in, it's not an Indian thing. I picked it up from Zen meditation. The Zen monks use very strong green tea. Uh, I'm a, I'm a bit of a speedy guy myself. So, um, you know, I, I, I actually have, I actually have a genetic, I, believe it or not, I actually have this, this may not work for everyone. And I'll say this, I actually have a genetic, uh, predisposition, a genetic predisposition to uh, stimulant abuse. <laughs> believe it or not it's actually in my genetic yeah. code so i have a, i drink a lot of caffeine so um that may not work for everyone but um 
the uh um but but i think that even just something like a cup of green tea green tea is really good because um just coffee will give you jitters but green tea right. contain i think i mentioned this in the course green tea contains not only caffeine uh and and nice things like catechins but it also includes uh the amino acid l-theanine which synergizes with caffeine to take the jitters out so it really is the ideal drink um for meditation i think matcha green tea is really good that's what the zen monks do but i wouldn't worry about about it too much but try some try some green tea um um you can sip it while you're getting into a sauna and then and then proceed on uh, you may find that that helps um, yeah i i actually want to wanted to try uh, this one coffee recipe that you once posted on your blog like the bulletproof coffee oh, yeah. recipe yeah that i guess you you recommended it in the supercharger too uh and yeah i have a long time ago what was the recipe remind right. me because this was many years ago I, i remember the general outline but please remind me what the recipe was um yeah i don't know exactly but like you said i i guess this uh l-theanine yeah. um oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. powder and then um i i think uh some coconut oil because it has another yeah. compound that mixes with the l-theanine yeah yeah that's right okay now it's coming back and so i basically combined uh, a caffeine l-theanine stack with um the quote-unquote bulletproof coffee um uh that's a good one i just I, i'll i'll say this i i this is what i do now okay i'll give you my current recipe um the i like um so so first point is substitute coconut oil with mct oil which is refined coconut oil and you don't need to use as much it works a lot better um and uh so yeah just ditch ditch pure coconut oil uh use mct oil instead um it's actually not very expensive anymore the um uh here's what i do now so i love my favorite is loose leaf green tea you can get these things i don't know what brand does it but um you can get uh, sorry m m as in um as in metroid mct um i think it means multi-chain triglycerides or something like that um so uh it, i i like you can get these thing called things called green tea pearls which are basically just pure green tea leaves like uh, squished into little balls and then when you you pour um uh, boiling water on them they expand and and then you get really 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 pure green tea oh, thank you medium chain triglyceride thank you james uh, that's correct so i use that you can just use like just just use loose leaf green tea um i'll brew that up and then i will throw it in you can throw it in a blender or i use a uh, a device called a magic bullet uh you can also use a ninja bullet there's like these little drink blenders it doesn't matter what kind you get it's just like a small blender so i will throw in the green tea and i will put it in with uh grass-fed butter i use Kerrygold from ireland is amazing sorry do you mean the green tea or the coffee so i use green tea instead of coffee ah okay right you can do coffee too right but i, I find that green tea is even even better because then you don't need to add the l-theanine because the green tea already right, has l-theanine in it right and it's just cool it's 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 it has all these other amazing health benefits so um you use the green tea put it in a blender with um carry gold grass-fed butter which is full of all this amazing uh stuff which runs your brain it can't be just normal butter it's got to be grass-fed butter and carry gold is the top one it's 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 so good you can just eat it on its own and not, i'm not being weird 
it's that good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, so Kerrygold, Kerrygold grass-fed butter. I mean, you can get really good butter in Germany too. So I'm sure that there's 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 compound right. grass-fed. I mean, you can probably get Kerrygold too. But there's also yeah, we have Kerrygold. Okay, great, great. There's, there may be maybe there's even better grass-fed butter there. I don't know. Maybe you know, but um, I've seen some good. I'm stuff. not sure, but what is yeah, this Kerrygold? Butter is not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, so you get um, so green tea, gra- uh, Kerrygold, MCT oil. And then and then blend it uh, till it's like uh, for a while till it's like frothy, uh, and then you drink that, and and that's like the the perfect the perfect um, meditation drink in my opinion. Caveat, <laughs> caveat. Um, no, well, let me let me let me clarify that or 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 validate that rather. Why is it the perfect energy drink or meditation drink? A, you get green tea in its very concentrated form from the pure leaf, which is caffeine plus L-theanine. So it's sustainable energy without jitters. You also get catechins, which are fat burning and um, polyphenols and a bunch of stuff. It's just ex- ex- it's, it, extremely high in antioxidants, right? Which is awesome. It just helps your body run. Um, uh, why grass-fed butter? Um, because it's got butyric acid in it and it's an extremely high quality fat. Your brain needs fat to function, right? Why MCT oil? Same, right? MCT oil also swaps your body, helps to assist to swap your body over from burning carbs to fat, which is extremely good for mental clarity, right? So you give a bunch of fat. Your brain basically, fat is 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 gasoline for your brain. You need it, so uh, you get the grass-fed butter. You get the MCT oil, and um, uh, then you get the green tea. When you blend it all up, it becomes uh, it, it just becomes super frothy and tasty. And that's why, and you can drink it. So that that's the perfect, and I've been at this for quite some time. That's my per- current perfect recipe, right? Um, so caveat, um, acid reflux. You have to be careful with this because um, uh, uh, caffeine loosens the, uh, it loosens the, forgive me for saying this, it loosens the sphincter at the top of your stomach, not the lower one, the upper one between your esophagus and your stomach. And uh, fat uh, requires a ton of stomach acid to digest. So what can happen is you get an excess of stomach acid, which now uh, jumps up into your esophagus. That is really bad. You don't want that to happen. So be careful with it and monitor monitor it. If you start to get if you start to get acid reflux, then then uh, cut back or eat something first. Um, uh, yeah, somebody on, on on that point. Uh... I actually something that I didn't mention, but that I was also suspecting that maybe part of my uh, meditation after effects is that I also have uh, you know stomach issues as like a chronic health problem, and um, so this is something that affects me in my day to day, not 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 really badly necessarily, but. It, it does have an effect, so I was also thinking that maybe this also kind of impacts my meditation, and that's something that I need to take care of, and uh, I also will will. So I'm planning to take care of it in the like in the coming months. But okay, um, yeah, that's a tricky yeah. one, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean that that's a tricky one. You got to clean your diet up. Uh, it's if you if that is the issue, I would just say just stick with pure green tea. Don't be throwing fat into it. Also, 
Um, right. You already have stomach issues. That can be an issue. But just green tea on its own is, is, is phenomenal. Um, so, um, yeah, so I would try that. And then, and just as a final point, I mean, like, look, meditation is, 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 Meditation in its proper form is practiced by people who are um, renunciates, right? So, so mixing it into a life with other, um, with 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 uh, other responsibilities, is uh, requires juggling, and it requires you to be um, honest and self aware. And um, I just want to say it's not a race, right? You need to figure out what what the happy uh, you, you. Everyone needs to adapt this. Pra- everyone, right, needs to adapt this practice to themselves in their own life. Right, this stuff is not written in stone. You have to take what is there and make it work for you. Now, I've given you in the Adapt Initiative my my best possible um, uh, information. I'll say it's not advice, but information that I've gleaned from many, many years of doing this in the world we're all currently living in. So, so you know, it's me talking, not somebody from the 14th century. Um, uh, so, and, and so I share with you the best I have been able to do in terms of integrating these practices in a way that I think that modern, um, information society, attention economy people can benefit from and in a way, which is totally faithful to the original material. Um, that said, you're still going to have to adapt it to your own life, right? You're still, your mileage may vary. You need to as, as Crowley said, cut through the wheat through the forest with a machete yourself. And I've given you the best map that I can, but it's still just my map. And you're going to have to figure it out and adapt it to yourself because everyone's body's different. Everyone's life is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's level of um, uh, development is different. So um, I just say, make it work for you. It's not a race. There's no gold star at the end of the rainbow. The point is to um, take the tech and make it work. Um, so yeah, um, I hope that's helpful. I don't think anything is wrong. I think that, um, I would just continue, just keep going, just keep going, write down your results. Um, if, you know, try caffeine, try, try a nap afterwards. That's what I do. Cause I definitely, I mean, like, I'm not ready to fucking pardon me. I'm not ready to be like, all right, up and at them. Let's start spreadsheeting like right after meditation. (laughs) You know, it's like, like, yeah, just. Yeah, I had uh, I had the idea, but it just always felt kind of weird to just <laughs> go take a nap directly in the morning after waking up and having meditation. It's like I don't know. This. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's good. I can do it. Yeah, maybe it's I. Yeah, it, I guess it would feel good. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, like um, there's great um, shavasana is good, or sometimes called corpse pose, which is just simply laying on yeah. your back afterwards. It's you can they always have it in yoga class. Um, just, you know, like I, I'll just go to back to sleep afterwards, you know, like, um, and that, and that's fine. And your, your brain needs to balance, rebalance its chemicals and catch up, right? You're not a machine, right? None of us are machines. We're, we're, there's a great temptation, certainly for me, but I think probably for most people in the modern world now, there's a great temptation to view yourself as a machine because we live in a world in which that, that moves 
uh, infinitely quick. It changes every 24 hours. It moves so fast. It's almost impossible to keep up. It is impossible to keep up with the change. It's, you know, particularly this year with how fast things are changing with technology, with politics, like it's a completely new world every 24 hours. And so we're, we're always stuck with this feeling that we're behind, that we need, we have so much to do. We're always anxious. Um, and, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, we have, and it's maybe never been this like this before. It's exciting also, but it's obviously quite anxiety inducing. And uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad because like the hippies in the sixties said like, well, you know, we need to drop out from industrial society altogether. And it's obviously industrial society that's causing, um, this problem of alienation in modern man and all that. And it was a very hackneyed idea. And I don't think they got good results. I mean, a bunch of them tried to start communes and it's just like a disaster. It's like, you know, like I like my creature comforts. And I think that, um, I think that what I would, what I've tried to present is a, a way of spirituality that doesn't require you to radically alter your lifestyle and, uh, where, you know, where, where you can maintain, a, an approach to life as everyone else is living it, but also, um, do spirituality. And I think that that's the way forward. That's just my opinion. Other people may have different yeah. opinions and that's fine. But I, 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 I'm trying to teach in a way that doesn't mess people's lives up. And I think that, um, in, in that regard, you just have to make it work for you. And I think that part of making my final point on that is that part of making quote unquote, making it work for you is, 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 is realizing there's no sacred cows here, right? It, it's just gear. It's just technology, right? It can right. be, it can be adapted just because somebody was doing something one way 600 years ago or a hundred years ago or a year ago, doesn't mean you have to do it that way. Um, now I f think that there is great, great value in being purist, uh, and in when you're initially learning the practices and doing them exactly as written. But that said, once you get the point and there truly is a there, there truly is a moment with all of these practices where you get it, quote unquote, whether it's banishing or meditation or whatever, where you're like, oh, I know what they're talking about. I, I got it, right? Okay, like, oh, they're talking about flying. I got it because I feel totally weightless and like I don't have a body. Oh, bingo, that's what they were talking about 600 years ago, right? Or with banishing, with element, you know, it seems like bizarre. And or, you, what, you or what McAfee talked about. I guess I haven't, I haven't read the book, yeah. but yeah, yeah. That, now that doesn't mean that your interpretation is the be all end all, but there's a lot of these things, whether you're interpreting a tarot card or whatever, where you just get it. And that moment where you get it is not like the ultimate truth of the thing. It's where it meets, where the practice has met you uh, and you've made it your own, right. In a way that you understand what the tool is and what it does. And, and you will use it in a yeah. way that is maybe different from anyone else. But you have to get to that moment. When you do, then you can begin to adapt it, right? And so I think that uh, my general advice is just, is just keep going. Nothing you've said makes me concerned uh, that something is going wrong. Um, I just think that uh, uh, you're new to it. And it'll, uh, it'll, it'll take you time to adapt it and understand, understand the territory. Right. And yeah, so also the last thing I will say is that, uh, yeah, that maybe I kind of viewed meditation as like a, me a means to an end or, you know, something that I do to like, um, 
yeah, maybe there was like some this kind of attitude in the back of my mind, like I want to be more efficient at uh, my life, and and meditation is like kind of this this thing that I can do to supercharge myself and uh, to gain a superpower of concentration, so that I can just be more effective in what I want to do. But uh, yeah, so maybe it's yeah, I don't know may, med that meditation is. I don't know. It's, it's an end in an end in in and of itself. To yes, you you yeah. said it perfectly. Um, well, I want to say like yeah. Well, you know, does it do all those things? Yeah, it does. And and we're, we're all guilty of this. I'm guilty of using that as as a way to say like oh, you know, as, as an attempt to you know like we like even for 2,500 years, Buddhists have been trying to market this stuff to normies by saying. <laughs> or the, the general public by saying like, oh, it'll make you more focused and so whatever, you know, like make your life better. Um, but at the end of the day, um, or, the, you know, the, the infinite timeline, um, it is exactly as you said it, which is it is a meditation is goalless. The point of meditation is meditation. And it's since it's constantly changing, because as the Buddha assures us, the nature of the world is change and impermanence. Once you get that, you give up the idea of getting anywhere. And that's critical for magic also um, in the sense of the lust of re uh, relinquishing the lust of results. Um, and it's totally critical for both. In fact, it's how the human mind works. You have to let go of um, the desire to get an effect or the, also the desire for it to get to a certain state, uh, like state chasing, like a mental state. You, you have to let go of that because it's nice. going to change no matter what. Um, there's an excellent book. I think I recommended an adapt initiative called finite and infinite games by James P. Kars, a game theorist from the sixties where yeah. he, he basically says, you may know this already, but let me reiterate it for other people on the call who may not. Uh, he basically says there's two types of games. There's a finite game, which you play to win, right? So an example would be, um, I don't know, <clears throat> doom, right? Doom is a, is a, in a sense, a finite game because you play it, you get to the last level, you beat the finite final boss, you win. Done. Okay, I beat the game. Great. Okay, that's a finite game. Then there are infinite games, which you play. Well, what are other examples of a finite game, right? It's like sports are finite games. One side wins, right, within a set time period. Um, uh, the business world often is a finite game. Zero sum, there are zero sum games where it's winner take all, right? Um, but then there's infinite games, which are games that you play just because they're enjoyable, right? The point of the game is to play the game. Examples of infinite games, um, actually a lot of video games now, uh, sandbox games like Grand Theft Auto and Red, De Red Dead Redemption uh, and many others are infinite games because there's almost infinite things you can just keep going forever. Um, but also other infinite games would be, um, uh, you know, meditation, obviously. Magic itself is an infinite game, right? So... So this is one of the reasons why I don't like teach great, you know, I don't like give people grades and things like this. And like, you know, those can be useful for benchmarking. Um, and certain, certain practices very much do have endpoints, but spiritual practice is an infinite game. It goes on forever. Um, exercise is an infinite game, right? Uh, yeah. There's no endpoint. You don't just stop. You just like, oh, like I got to a certain point and then you stop working out. Well, you lose it all, right? So, um, but infinite games are great. Are, are, the greatest joys in, in existence, right? You want infinite games. Um, the gods themselves create the universe as an infinite game. H human existence is an infinite game. 
Like, think about it. Like, every single one of us is living a human existence that is largely indistinguishable from the, all the rest of the billions of people that have ever lived, right? It's like, if you take the general outline of a human life, you're born, you're educated, you go through trying to find your place in the world, uh, you know, mating, reproduction, decay, uh, death, et cetera, uh, and, and all the other bits and pieces in there, you know, the general pattern for a human life is not very complex and not very different from person to person. Uh, although it, it is in the same sense with music where you have seven chords uh, or seven major and seven minor chords, but from those, you can create almost any uh, expression in the universe. I mean, you can literally, most songs are four chords, you yeah. know, and, and, and from those, it's like, literally, it's like you get like all the pop hits of the last like 50 years, right? It's four chords. So, yeah. so it's like human life is an infinite game. It's so enjoyable that you play it forever and ever and ever. And this is actually the Buddha's point where it's like you, it, human life, existence is an infinite game. That's why you keep being reborn because you're so attached to how enjoyable it is. But it, you're, you're, the Buddha's point is like, well, you know, it's like, it's always going to be awesome. I mean, yes, it's horrible and it's awesome, but you're going to keep coming back again and again and again forever. And, and breaking that is, should we break that? Well, that's the question, right? But the Buddha says yes. Hindus say no. The Gnostics say yes. The Hermetics maybe say no. Depends on who you ask. Christians say yes, right? So anyways, case in point yeah um so i don't want to take up any more time but uh yeah thank you that was very helpful you're welcome and, good, good, um, good work i mean keep keep going i mean what you're you're getting you. you're getting results and you're 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 getting into the territory and that's good it means you're doing right. something real so just keep going yeah i guess i will try to just focus on asana uh for the time being so i guess that that was also something that i i kind of also wanted to do intuitively like that was something that felt right but i kind of thought that i it would be better or yeah i guess more effective to just focus on all of these things darwin and pranayama at the same time but uh and now it's good at first so you understand how they all fit together but yeah now now you go you do one at a time man. there's no rush there's no rush yeah got it it's a pyramid you build one one level at a time Right. All right. Thank you so much, Jason. You're welcome. Uh, great. Uh, so in, in brief response to comment, I don't normally do comments in the uh, text, but actually this is very useful, or excuse me, interesting to me about microdosing mushrooms. Lion's mane mushroom. Okay. Like two months ago, I found some lion's mane mushroom on sale and I had this massive, like massive dose of it because I'm me. Uh, I think on the grand conjunction, not on purpose, but just because like I'll find stuff and I'm like, oh, what does that do? And I'll, I'll take it, right? So, um, yeah, uh, interesting effects. I mean, practically psychedelic. Uh, 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 highly recommend it. It was bizarre. Um, not not a, It wasn't a drug trip. It was just like my brain was like firing on all creative cylinders all night and I couldn't sleep. And there's a lot of euphoria also. It was interesting. Um, uh, niacin, that's some Scientologist shit. I have no thoughts on that. Uh, cordyceps is interesting. Um, but to do it for real, you have to get the actual caterpillars, um, in, out of Chinatown and boil them. The, uh, and most people are not willing to do that. Uh, I haven't actually done that, but that's the way to do it. It is, by the way, cordyceps, for those who don't know what cordyceps fungus is, is it's a fungus that enters into the snot of a caterpillar and turns it into a zombie caterpillar. 
It's the basis for the video game, The Last of Us, the zombie video game. But it's a real thing. It turns the caterpillar into a zombie and it totally replaces all the internal organs with the, of the caterpillar with black fungus. So it's like a, it, it takes over uh, the caterpillar and then makes the caterpillar move around to places where it can distribute the fungus. It's bizarre. It's, it's even weirder than that. I don't remember all the details. Look it up. But basically, um, in Chinese medicine, you get cordyceps, where like, if you go to a Chinatown, you'll see these bins full of freeze-dried caterpillars, and they're full of the fungus. Okay, so you take them and you boil them in a soup, and it's an energy tonic. You get a ton of energy out of it. It's also, um, now I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on this, but it's also a traditional folk remedy that, um, for, that uh, highly boosts your, um, your lung health and immune system, respiratory health. And immune system. So people were doing this when during the avian influenza outbreak in 2010, uh, and it was touted as a um, as a as a very excellent preventative for bird flu, which apparently is coming back, along with everything else that CNN tells us to be afraid of. So um, just as a point of data, uh, psilocybin microdosing. Uh, man, everyone just wants an excuse to do drugs all day long. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that.